Well, 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 we are back. <laughs> I told you we'd be back for another Friday episode. Listen, remember we had that little contest going and we closed it and we have a winner. We actually are going to be calling our Friday episodes Flash Fridays with Lisa. This is where I'm coming in fast. I'm coming in hot and I'm giving you tactical tips and strategies to help you overcome some of the major obstacles that you deal with in betrayal trauma. And they're going to be flashy. They're going to be quick because I want you to be set up for the weekend because that's when we normally work on ourselves, right? Beautiful. So the winner, her name is Cindy McLaughlin. Cindy, thank you so much for coming up with Flash Friday. I so appreciate you and you are going to be receiving your free Beauty for Ashes t-shirt. I can't wait to get that to you beautiful thank you once again and enjoy today's show hey beautiful it's lisa and this is beauty beyond the trail the podcast designed for women who want to find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal trauma and loss each week i help you navigate the murky waters of betrayal trauma by bringing you insight wisdom and ways to overcome the trauma and loss that you've experienced. I help you explore ways to heal, recover, and redesign your life the way you desire it to be. One that is lived passionately, out loud, on purpose, full of impact, joyful, and free, the way God intended it to be. I also bring in all things Jesus because he's the one who ultimately brings us into our healing and freedom from betrayal trauma. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, pull up a chair, and focus on yourself for the next few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life redesigned. Well, hello, beautiful, and welcome back to another episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. I'm glad you decided to listen to our Friday episode. We just started those last week. This is where I bring you some tactical tips, some things that are concrete that you can actually utilize in your life to change some of the things that you don't like happening. Now today, we are going to be talking about words and how they are actually seeds that produce a harvest into our lives. You know, the words that we speak have the power of life and death. And you can look out on the harvest field of your life right now, and you can tell what you've actually been talking about over the last 90 days. Because Truth be told, 90 days is usually how long it takes for something to start to germinate when we're talking about a field, when it's in harvest, right? Potatoes, they come up from the ground probably in about a 90-day period. Some things come up a little earlier, but the things that are planted deep usually take about 90 days before they start to break forth from the ground. Well, if you're looking out at your life right now and you are seeing a harvest field that is full of negative things. You don't like what you see. You don't like who you've become. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, who is this woman? Then it could be the words that you're actually speaking over your life and over your circumstances. You know, in scripture, it tells us that our words have the power of life and death. 
And so if you're speaking negative words into your life, into your relationships, into your health, then you're going to produce that kind of harvest. Let me give you a few examples. Let's say that you're looking in the mirror and you say, you know, I'm just so fat. I'm ugly. Or you're saying my circumstance is never going to change. He is never going to change. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I could have done better and maybe he wouldn't have had the affair. Maybe if I didn't nag so much, he wouldn't have had the affair. The list can go on and on and on when it comes to the negative speech that is flowing out of our mouth. Think of it like this, beautiful. What if the words that you spoke on a daily basis actually showed up on your body? Ooh, that caused you to probably just stop, didn't it? But what if they did? What would the words that people would actually see written on you speak? Would they speak life or would they speak death? These are the things we need to be thinking about when we are allowing words to flow from our mouths. Now, how can we change some of this? Well, I will tell you, beautiful, it really means sitting down and taking an assessment of what is coming out of your mouth. Now, I want you to know that usually what flows from our mouth is flowing from a thought process, or it could even be flowing from the heart. When our heart's been wounded, we can speak things that we normally would not speak. I can be very honest with you here, real out loud. When I was betrayed, I had words fly out of my mouth that I thought could never cross my lips. And I'm talking profanities. I'm just being honest with you ladies. Things that I never thought or dreamed would come out of my mouth. They came from a deep woundedness. Now, I repented. (laughs) I repented. But again, did they produce a harvest? Yes. And the harvest was guilt and shame and self-condemnation because when those words started flowing out of my mouth and then, you know, a number of days I stepped back away from them and I remembered what was actually flowing from my lips, I started to condemn myself. It was now looking in the mirror going, how could you speak such awful words? What kind of person are you? I mean, you're no better than he is. Look at what's flowing from your mouth. You're no different. And I really had to spend some time in repentance and self-reflection and realize those words came out of a place of severe woundedness. So I repented and I took a turn, right? But also words can come from our thought processes. You know, when we've been betrayed, our thoughts start to ruminate and often they are very negative. So that's why it's important, ladies, to take captive every thought that comes about. You know, we can sit there and ruminate over and over and over again about his affair. You know, how he was with the other woman, where they were meeting, what they were doing. And the thoughts can become an outrageous imagination that then produces words of death. And those words are, he'll never change. He's always going to be a cheater. How could he do this to me? Which is a valid question. But when it continues to go down the road of, you know, he is never going to be the man of God that I thought he was going to be. Number one, beautiful, we don't need to stand in judgment. That's God's job. 
Okay, we don't know the heart of man and the outcome of it, only God does. So that's when we need to step back and realize that the words that we're speaking are producing a death in the relationship. Now, how do we change this? I told you on Fridays I would give you something tactical, very, very concrete that you could tap into to change the negative things in your life so that you can get an outcome that you desire. Okay, so... The first thing I want you to do is, number one, take an assessment of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Get a pen and paper, sit down, start thinking about some of the words that you've been speaking. Pop those on one side of the paper. Are they negative? Are they life-giving? Do they line up with the truth of God's word? Now, if they're not life-giving, if they are not producing something that's positive, if they are not lining up with God's word, you know that those words don't need to be coming out of your mouth. That's just the truth. Yes and amen. End of story. All right. Now, and I've done this, ladies. I'm honest. I've done this exercise. So I'm not telling you to do something that I have not done on myself as well. And I've done it over and over. And if I know that I'm going down a negative road, that's when I stop and do a reassessment. Number two, on the opposite side, how can you counteract the negatives that have been coming out of your mouth? What words of life can you now speak in place of those? Let me give you a few for instances. Let's say that you're standing in the mirror and you're saying, I'm too fat. We all do it, ladies. Some of us even say, I'm too skinny. We are condemning ourselves. We are just looking at ourselves and all of the imperfections, but we all have them. We all do, but we are beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. And in God's eyes, we are his masterpiece. We are priceless treasures in his sight. I mean, beautiful. He died on that cross for you. And in his eyes, you are priceless. So instead of speaking that kind of word, then what could you speak instead? I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of the king. I am priceless. I am beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. Those are the truths, the life-giving words that are going to produce a harvest that is life-giving. Now, let's say about the relationship and the betrayal. You're sitting there saying, he will never change. That word never can take us down a dark, miry road. Absolutely. And it can keep us spiraling for a long, long time. I try to steer away from always and never, (laughs) unless it's the truth of God's word. That I can always say is yes and amen. But at the end of the day, if you're saying he will never change, how can you now change that to a positive, truth, life-giving statement? You can say with God's help, he will change. With God's help, he can overcome the addiction of pornography. With God's help, he can leave this affair. With God's help, we can reconcile our relationship. With God's help, we can rebuild to something brand new and amazing. I think you understand where I'm coming from, beautiful. We need to take the words that are not life-giving and we need to counteract them with words of life words of God's truth. And then we need to speak those out loud over our life, over our situation, over our relationships. And then over a 90-day period, take this one to the bank, beautiful. I'm telling you, it works. These are God's promises, okay? Then assess, look back after you've done this for 90 days. Look back at the difference that starts. 
You know, I did this as an experiment. When when things got so bad and I started saying the terrible words that were coming out of my mouth and I would saying, you know, my, my situation will never change. We are going to be divorced. This is what's going to happen. I started just backing up and saying, okay, God, what do I need to be speaking instead? What do I need to be praying about? What do I need to be saying on a daily basis? And I started speaking forth those words. And ladies, I was amazed at what started to transpire. You know, at first, it was within my own heart. Because the harvest is going to start within you first. It really is. And then it started in my other relationships, in business relationships, in my family. Now, does it always transpire in the relationship that's been betrayed? Not always. It doesn't always mean that reconciliation is going to take place, but it does mean that God is going to do a healing work within you so that you can trust no matter what takes place that the harvest that you are going to reap at the end of this is going to be above and beyond what you could have ever dreamed or imagined. But it starts with your words. So today, do an assessment. What are you speaking? How do you want your life to change? And start speaking words of life instead. I would love to hear from you on this. What what do you need to change? What have you changed? Has it worked for you? Even 90 days from now, come back, DM me, shoot me a message. I would love to hear how this has changed the trajectory and the harvest of your life. And beautiful, the last thing I want to shout out to you today is this. You still have time to get in on that five-day workshop that we have starting August 15th. We kick it off Monday. Yes, we do. And you have time. It is my gift to you. It's a five-day, very tactical workshop where we're going to be talking about the five seasons of betrayal, safe people, why do you need them, why we need community, what is betrayal trauma, how does it affect our brain and body, and what are some somatic techniques that we can start to utilize to start us on our road of recovery. The link to get in is below in the show notes. Click on it. Join us. We have a sisterhood, the Beauty Beyond Betrayal sisterhood that we are housing this in. We've got some beautiful women that are already there. Some great prizes have been given away and we've got some great stuff going on. So get in and I can't wait to see you in the sisterhood. Be blessed, beautiful. Hey, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, something really hit you in one of the moments, or you were inspired to take the next step in your healing, reach out to me and by all means, leave a review. This is the highest compliment I can receive. And make sure to screenshot this episode. Share us out on IG and Facebook stories. Tag me at Beauty Beyond Betrayal Podcast, and I'll give you a huge shout out as well. And if you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and redesign your life and relationships in the way you desire them to be, hit me up in the DM. I would love to hear from you and connect. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of all circumstances that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful. Thank you.